0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed a Locked On Magic. Today is May 16th, 2019. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk all about one of the more intriguing important and interesting players on the Orlando Magic. We're going to review Aaron Gordon's season and how he did, where he still needs to improve, and what comes next for the Magic's young, promising player. Big episode here in our player evaluation series as Aaron Gordon, certainly one of the more intriguing and important players on the Orlando Magic's roster. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On in the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of detail. Want the latest on the Milwaukee Bucks come from behind victory over the Toronto Raptors in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals? Check out Locked On Bucks as well as Locked On Raptors want a preview of Game 2 of the Blazers-Warriors Western Conference Finals Series Game 2, Locked on Blazers, Locked on Warriors. Plus, Locked on Pelicans has your NBA Draft Lottery recap, as does Locked on Grizzlies, as does Locked on Knicks, as does every team in the NBA is probably talking about this in some form or fashion, except for the four teams that are playing for the title that's still up for grabs. You can find all these podcasts, of course, on iTunes, or check them out on the Himalaya app. Download it today to get podcasts directly delivered to your device. As well as create playlists and get suggestions to the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. At this time last year, we sat here and wondered with frankly with excitement what would come next for Aaron Gordon? What were his next steps? What kind of player would he become? Without a doubt, the 2018 season for Aaron Gordon was his breakout year. And we also, I guess, sat here and wondered, would he even be back in Orlando? I think we all assumed he would be. The 2018 season was undoubtedly his breakout year. He averaged a career high above 17 points per game. Had some memorable, memorable performances where he scored... 30 points, 40 points, nine games, if I'm not mistaken, of 25 points or more. He suddenly became a reliable three-point shooter. Not a good three-point shooter, but reliable. Able to get hot and score a lot of points in a hurry. And a guy who could be a big-time scorer, something the Magic really haven't had. Gordon was exuding confidence in so many ways offensively. And yes, maybe hunting his shot a little bit. Our criticism of him at the time was that he was probably trying to be what he thought a star should be rather than actually kind of playing his game and, 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 and being patient within the offense to find his spots. It was a growing pain season, but a promising one nonetheless. And after the Magic did ink Aaron Gordon to a new four-year contract in the offseason... We all kind of sat here and said, if the Magic want to make anything of themselves, Aaron Gordon would probably have to take what I mythically call the star leap. He needed to take another advancement in his game, particularly on offense, and finally make this his team. That seemed to make the most sense. It's certainly the progression that fans wanted him to go on and I'm sure Gordon would say that that's ultimately part of his goals. This season, though, did not turn out like that. Gordon wasn't a superstar player. He didn't have those big scoring outbursts this year. He wasn't the main cog of the team. Nikola Vucevic became that and and got an all-star bid out of it. The Magic were successful despite Gordon not taking that star turn, becoming the all-star that some of us think he can be. And and, and I don't think that notion is dissuaded at all with, with what we saw this year. And by kind of the raw numbers, his rebounding was roughly the same. His scoring dropped to 16 points per game. By the raw numbers, it kind of felt like Gordon... Had a down year. At the trade deadline, the ringer was posing the thought of get Aaron Gordon out of Orlando. They don't know how to develop him. Send him somewhere where he can be a complimentary piece, where he isn't relied upon so much. And laughable deals involving Aaron Gordon still come to this day. I got into a long Twitter thread with several Magic fans laughing at an offer that a Phoenix Suns writer if I'm not mistaken, it might have been locked on some. So I apologize if I'm putting you on the spot here. But Magic fans were laughing at the offer of, of a TJ Warren, Josh Jackson, and the sixth pick for Aaron Gordon and Filler plus the, the 16th pick. It felt like if you just look at the numbers, Gordon didn't deliver this year. And honestly, they couldn't be more wrong. Yes, Aaron Gordon had a better scoring year last year, looked more like an all-star potential player last year, perhaps because of those gaudy scoring numbers. But I will tell you this, Aaron Gordon had his best season of his career this past season. There was a pendulum that swung for sure. Last year, perhaps, he was trying too much to be selfish and and go for his numbers. It was was a contract year, maybe. This year, he was maybe a little too passive at times. But through it all, he still averaged 16 points per game. He shot the ball more efficiently, uh, from uh, from the field only shooting 44%, but from beyond the arc, shooting 35%, a career high averaged a career-high 3.6 assists per game, more than, more than an assist, almost nearly 1.5 assists per game more than his previous career-high. He was a patient offensive player, not giving in to kind of the wild dribbling moves that, that kind of got him in trouble that slowed down the offense. He kept things moving. He got others involved. He found a way to get on the offensive glass where he scored some garbage points and helped make the offense work. Was he the featured player everyone wanted him to be? No. But was he still effective? Absolutely. Was he still an important player on this team? Absolutely. And most importantly, he rediscovered what made him one of the potentially one of the top picks in the draft. Something that he said all the way back when he was introduced to the media after the draft. He said on that day, his goal, That his goal was to be defensive player of the year, and he wasn't that this year. No one's gonna claim that, but you could sense some annoyance that that at the end of the season, when asked about you know getting recognized for his defense, that the only thing missing was the magic to be on TV a little bit more. They made the playoffs. He acquitted himself well in the postseason. Honestly, I still think he defended Kawhi Leonard about as well as he could, and Kawhi is just that darn good. He acquitted himself well in the playoffs and regained a lot of that defensive, you know, reputation. There was no one on that roster that Steve Clifford trusted more than Aaron Gordon. I, I, I don't know that for a fact, but. I think all the evidence is there. Steve Clifford challenged Aaron Gordon from the very beginning of the season to be on the all-defensive team. He probably will not be. But if he plays with the effort and intensity that he played with throughout this season and continues to develop, he's only 23 years old after all. He is well on his way to making an all-defensive team and, and being a stalwart on that team. Aaron Gordon defended the best player on the other team every single night and did a darn good job with it for a top 10 defense. Best def- honestly, him and Jonathan Isaac are the two best defensive players on the team. Isaac's still a little rough around the edges. Gordon's technique is very good defensively. And between him and Isaac, the Magic are going to be good defensively for a long while. What we saw against Toronto, honestly... In the half court, I, I, I still believe this. I don't really have the numbers to back it up. And, and again, I think Kawhi Leonard and, and Pascal Siakam still did a really good job and won their matchups. But what we saw in the playoffs, when the Magic were able to get their defense set, I think Aaron Gordon did a good job on Kawhi Leonard challenging shots. Gordon said early on he needed to be a little bit more physical with them and, and stay attached to him. But Toronto only took advantage of Orlando's defense when they were able to create turnovers and get out in transition to create mismatches. And when Gordon and, Gordon and Isaac were in foul trouble and Leonard and Siakam didn't have to go up against them. I truly believe that. I think the numbers support that with Isaac guarding Siakam. Certainly in game three they did. And I think the numbers would support that, that Gordon did the best on Leonard of any player on the team. Gordon reclaimed his defensive identity. And again, he played the most minutes of any player on the team. By in the playoff series, and it was clear that Steve Clifford had to do this, he trusted Aaron Gordon to match Kawhi Leonard's minutes, minute for minute. And if that's not trust, I don't know what is. He let Gordon take on that responsibility. And frankly, as I've said over and over and over again with, with every debate about making the playoffs, Aaron Gordon is a hard worker he now knows how much harder he has to work. And that's what makes this offseason really exciting for Aaron Gordon and for the Orlando Magic in general. Because Gordon did have a good season. Yes, there were still moments when he gave in to some of his you know predilections to dribble a bit too much and search for for more difficult mid-range jumpers rather than getting to the basket or keeping the ball moving. But those bad habits, they didn't completely die. But They weren't as prevalent as they were last year. He was smarter and more selective about when he attacked and how he attacked and the moves that he he made and moving the ball when when they weren't there. And so that brings up the big next question. Is where does Aaron Gordon go next? I would point to game four of, of the playoff series. Gordon had kind of skated by offensively, had a big defensive responsibility, but Game 4 in the third quarter with the Magic kind of struggling to stay in the game, Aaron Gordon took over. He was efficient, he was quick, and he was lethal. And for the third quarter of that game, Aaron Gordon was the talk of the entire league. I think he scored 14 points in that third quarter against Kawhi Leonard. And everyone began to say, Oh, Aaron Gordon can play a little bit. And so now those next steps are what's most important. Harnessing that focus and that intensity into something else. Into something more consistent on that end. Into the all-star we all imagined he could be. And he can be. Can still be. And it's one of the biggest issues the Magic face this coming off season, heading into next season, is figuring out exactly what Aaron Gordon can be. There is no doubt. There is tension within the Orlando Magic. Maybe not like a tension probably the wrong word. Um, because I don't think it's it's negative tension. I, I I don't think it's like guys hating each other or division in the locker room or anything like that. But. You know, as you know, we kind of mentioned around the trade deadline, there was this tension between going for the playoffs and and and, and staying in the playoff mode and kind of handing things over to what everyone assumes is this team's future. That moment, that point is certainly coming. And it might be coming sooner than later. The Magic were able to get by this season. Nikola Vucevic, Terrence Ross really carried the team into the playoffs. And Aaron Gordon played his part for sure, but he wasn't a main offensive option. Most Magic fans would say with Nikola Vucevic now set to become a free agent, that despite the success this year, it's time for the Magic to transform into who they're going to be. And investing long-term in Nikola Vucevic isn't going to get the magic there. Not entirely. The fact of the matter is, the thoughts that we had at the end of last season about who Aaron Gore needs to be and what this magic team is going to be haven't really changed. Yes, there's some new pieces, and Mobamba, Bamba, Markel Fultz, and, and Jonathan Isaac. We've seen a full year of Jonathan Isaac now. But I would still venture to guess that most people who at least watch the Magic with any regularity would say Aaron Gordon needs to be the guy. That if the baton is to pass to anyone if the Magic are to take that next step and and go from a nice kind of flash-in-the-pan playoff team to a team that is really building toward not just a playoff appearance but a second round visit, a playoff series win, some serious playoff contention, it's going to take Aaron Gordon taking that step and, frankly, being given some reign to do so. Certainly, you know, and I I fall on the boat here of the Magic should re-sign Nikola Vucic. I don't think you throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think you can do both. I, I really do believe that you can... Have your cake and eat it too here. You can continue developing young guys like Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon and Mo Bamba and give them more responsibility while still having the security of what worked this year in Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross. Guys will naturally grow, get better, and push some of these players and push the front office into decisions over some of these players. To be frank, Mo Bamba is not ready, and we'll talk about Mo Bamba here soon, Obama's not ready to push Nikola Vucevic out. And so there's no reason to force that if it's not there. You can still give Gordon a larger role. You can still put the ball in Aaron Gordon's hands more. I think the Magic did not run him in enough pick and rolls this year. That's not something that he's super good at quite yet, but I'd like to see them add a 4-5 pick and roll with, with, with Vucevic out there. I'd like to see Gordon run a few more pick and rolls himself as a role man. Maybe try some odd pick and roll combinations. And certainly, absolutely, Aaron Gordon needs to become a better post player when he does get switched onto smaller players. His post play is frankly abysmal. But ultimately, everyone sees Aaron Gordon as the guy. And quite honestly, if Nikola Vucevic leaves in free agency, then the Magic will have no choice but to build an offense around Aaron Gordon. And to me, that's still a little bit of a scary prospect because we don't know what that looks like. We don't know if Aaron Gordon can carry that burden, can carry that load. But it's almost certainly what the Magic would have to do. We've talked for so long about finding that kind of natural star. And and again, Nikola Vucevic was an all-star this year, deserved an all-star this year. And I don't think we should... Again, I'm not someone that says we should throw that out. It's certainly up for debate. That debate... You know, I I repost the article that that Zach Palmer wrote on OrlandoMagicDaily.com a few weeks ago. I do want to have Zach on to talk a little bit about that before free agency begins. Um... I don't think you could you, you need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but there are good good reasons not to resign Vucevic. I I think it is a real debate that the front office should have, and and as I remind people, when it does get a little heated, like look, I don't think anyone is disagreeing with the basic premise of the argument that Nikola Vucevic really doesn't fit what the Magic want to do. He is a stopgap in a lot of ways, um, a, a kind of life preserver, you know, some floaties for for a team that that's still young and growing. But, you know, those who want him to to stay and those who want him to leave are really maybe arguing over a couple million dollars a year on a contract or two. They're big decisions, don't get me wrong, but everything this summer revolves around it. Now, that puts the pressure on Aaron Gordon to take the next leap in his game. As I said, I felt like two years ago, he tried to do too much. Last year, he was sometimes a little too passive. And I like I said, you know, I analyzed him two years ago. There's a learning process in learning how to be a star and knowing when to find your shots, how to manage a game, how to manage your teammates when you're the guy. And sometimes knowing when it's when you have to take over and make a big big stand. Nikola Vucevic, he was an all-star. He had some games where he did that, but certainly in the playoffs, he did not. And Honestly, by the time Game 4 came around, it's a little too late when Gordon made his big push and and he wasn't quite ready to take that that role on. But he certainly showed the potential to do so. And if there's one thing I know about Aaron Gordon, one thing that he's proven over and over again, the guy's going to work hard. If he is healthy through the summer, he will add something new to his game. Last year, he added the three-point shot. This year... He added the defense and some of the intangibles, some playmaking even. And so the big question is what comes next. We know he will do something big. We know he will take another leap. And the question is always, how big will that leap be? The kid is only 23 years old. He's going to get better. He isn't near his peak at all. He's already the most trusted Honestly, the most developed two-way player on the roster he may not be the, have the most potential, but he's the most ready to take that mantle. And come twenty twenty, even if Vucevic is back on the roster, I think the expectation for Aaron Gordon should be that he takes that mantle. Certainly, if Vucevic is back on the roster, I think he kind of shares it a little bit. He doesn't have to do it every night, but I think it's very very clear. That Gordon needs to be that guy. And knowing Aaron Gordon, he's going to do everything in his power to be that guy. It's a very, very exciting time, I have to say. I, I, I Like I said earlier, Aaron Gordon had the best season of his career in 2019. I have no doubt... I, honestly, I think he will get a triple-double in the 2020 season. His first career triple-double. He flirted with it a few times, and it's clear that he figured some, some things out on how to, how to find assists and find passes. He knows how to get his garbage points. He knows how to get out and transition. It's now just about putting all those pieces together and adding that last little bit. Knowing how to attack quickly. Knowing how to move the ball. Knowing how to get his shots. Becoming a better three-point shooter will help a ton. Gordon's got a lot of the other pieces already in place. And so I think Gordon is due for a big 2020 season and proving what was on what was already his best season of his career. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philipr__omd. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. And, of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and listening device, as well as on the Himalaya app. Download podcasts to your device through the app, as well as find, uh, find new podcasts with suggestions and create playlists of your own. The Himalaya app it is the home of the Lockdown Podcast Network. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a list of five prospects to watch in the NBA Draft Combine, which begins Thursday, check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and, of course, follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.